0: Welcome in to the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. With your defending champion, Sterk Daddy, runner up, Cascade Bear, third place, Amelia Clark Fan, D. Sladkey, Bucks and Six. Justin STP six Lefty seventy nine Andy Pollock Little Slads Prince Palmer seventeen Spaceballs the FFT and WGL ten thirty five Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. We have been away for two weeks. We are through three weeks of the NFL season, so we're going to try to run you up to speed really quick. Um, We're not going to go too much into week two, since uh, that one we were not able to to do, but we are going to kind of tell you for Gulag, who got eliminated in week two, and then we're going to still run through all of our cookies. We're going to run through... Uh, the weekly matchups for our league, um, and then quickly go through the scores from the previous few weeks. Uh, With week two, we're just going to go through the score and then kind of state what the record is, and then we'll actually dig a little bit into uh, last week's matchup. I'm joined again by Justin. He's going to handle the cookies, and we're going to go from here. Uh,
1: How are you (laughs) doing, I hope we get the Cookie Monster theme back soon. It was awesome.
0: (laughs) Next week, it'll happen.
1: The return.
0: So how are you liking the NFL season so far?
1: Uh, It's been very entertaining. A lot of really, really good games that um, have kept the fans into it. Um, I think I heard some theories about how they wanted to do that on purpose, but so far it's been working. Um. A lot of these games have been great. Fantasy football matchups have been pretty good. For the most part, my teams are doing pretty solid, so that helps as well.
0: Oh, the Raiders and the Panthers are both on the team right now. Which one do you think is the better team?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, John Gruden will collapse. Um, I think the Raiders, but yikes. For both. I don't think either of them are a playoff team Bold take
0: so if we're talking about the gulag quickly, I just want to get up to speed on the last two weeks in week two the all time leader for week survive Kayla was eliminated. she was in thirtieth and then uh also eliminated that week was. Uh, Caleb. Caleb got eliminated that week as well. Um, So two pretty prestigious uh, managers in our league's existence that were eliminated in only the second week. And then in week three, we had Brad get eliminated. And then we also had Abby get eliminated with a league low score of all time, 16 points by her team. So, that was an insane uh, amount of points. She oh, also yeah. had two players on the IR. Shocked.
1: I was shocked. by the amount of, like, good people that were out the first week, although it doesn't help that uh, Kayla, I'm pretty sure, auto-drafted. Um, but, yeah, first week two, my fiance was sweating it out. Week three, I was sweating it out. I remember Brad texted me at some point on Sunday saying, like, dude, gulag was fun, but I got it uh I I'll, I'll see you guys next year and I'm like dude I I'm currently projected to score a more less points than you and he couldn't believe it and then eventually Brian Edwards saved me in overtime <laughs> but um Abby coming out with only 15 points though is crazy
0: so we are now down to 26 teams remaining um so there's actually a lot of people that are in the league for the first time that are still alive. So I hope they're enjoying their experience uh, and they, they live it up while they get the opportunity. The Top five right now in our league are Joe, Zach, Nicole, Drew, A, and Nate. Those are our top three, right? Or top five right now. You were in the top five, but you fell out.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard when uh, you were really, really close to being eliminated to stay in the top five. <laughs>
0: I'll,
1: st- I'll take being alive than being in the top five, though, for sure.
0: And how does Sam feel about uh, DJ Chark?
1: She was very frustrated last night. Um, that, that's a huge blow to her team. She spent probably well $300 to get him and was going to be her star receiver for however long she survived. Hopefully a while, but now she has to go back on the waiver wire and find someone else.
0: Well, luckily for her, she did have James Robinson, and he basically scored enough to cover both of those two.
1: True. He had a phenomenal game last night.
0: Did you watch any of the game last night?
1: No, I did not.
0: So you didn't see Urban Meyer running Trevor Lawrence, like, consistently on bootlegs?
1: Apparently it worked, because they scored some points.
0: And Dan Arnold getting traded from Carolina, already making an impact.
1: Dan Arnold, Thursday to Thursday, hero.
0: Yeah, and we also can't forget about... ah, That's funny, actually, because Carolina played Thursday last week, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also can't forget about the CJ Uzala game last night. I think he had 24 fantasy points.
1: And I'm sure five people started him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we'll have to see what happens with the Gulag. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to break everything down next week a little more in depth. So let's take a look at... First thing I want to get through is just talking about some recent trades or highlights from our league. And then also some waivers. Uh, It looks like Danny started Jayon Brown, who did not play. So this is not the first time that Danny has done this. And then also, what the hell happened with you and Devin Bush?
1: Yeah, I I remember I was pretty hungover Sunday morning, and I looked at about 9 o'clock, 9.30, Devin Bush. I hadn't seen anything about him not being out. So I'm like, all right, I'll play him. And then as soon as they hit, like, twelve fifteen, I was looking through my lineup, seeing where his scores were, and I'm like, wait, Devin Bush didn't play? Fuck. And I, I looked around, and, like, no one had said anything about it from, like, the very famous um, injury reporters until, like, close to game time. So I was really frustrated about that. But then when I saw that Danny didn't play Jayon Brown, or didn't started Jayon Brown without him playing, made me feel a little bit better. But still, not a great decision.
0: And also, one of the head-scratching moves uh, was Spaceball started Tony Pollard, who is having a great year right now, but he started him over Zeke. I saw that I'm like, wait a second, what?
1: Yeah, so the two linebacker misplays happened in week two. Week three, this happened with Spaceballs. Spaceballs and I have a matchup we'll get into. It was pretty close, and that move almost cost him. And I made plenty of dumb moves as well, but I, I was very, very shocked when that happened.
0: Whoa! Uh, and a side note: I just got an alert. Cedarius so Smith is undergoing back surgery and extended to expected to be out for an extended period of time.
1: Well, he's already on my IR, but that sucks for the Packers
0: for sure. <laughs> um, and then also, I made some more deals. I don't even know which deals I made, and after we. One, uh, in the podcast we talked about, but in summary, if I go through here and I take a look at the trades that I made, let's see. So one trade I made was I sent DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Moss in a 2024 first to Andy, for Michael Pittman Jr., Chase Claypool in a 2023 first. What was your opinion on that trade?
1: I thought it was a, a pretty, pretty even deal. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is definitely a top-flight receiver. Um, Kyler is kind of spreading the ball around right now, though, and you're not sure week to week who to play. But DeAndre, as long as he plays, he's getting you double digits every week. But you got a lot of good value out of it.
0: Another move I made was I sent Patrick Mahomes, James Conner, a 2023 20, third and a 2022 20, second to Danny, and I ended up getting. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Ryan Tannehill, and a 2022 first. What was your thought on that move?
1: You got a lot of value, a lot of young players and picks for your top-of-the-line players. And with the fact that you traded Mahomes, DeAndre, Kelsey, and one we have not talked about yet, we'll talk about in a second, I'm not sure if we did in this pod, you got a lot of stuff for it. You're going to be set for the next two or three drafts.
0: Yep, so I just looked back and the only trade that we talked about on the previous was the Travis Kelsey deal. So there is one more that I made. I sent Saquon Barkley and a second over to Sturk Daddy. And I got two firsts, a fourth, Tyson Williams and JK Dobbins. Thoughts on that one?
1: Once again, like these are some pretty, uh, pretty fair trades in my opinion. Um, Saquon, once he is healthy, he is a top five running back. But we got to make sure he's healthy first. Um, but you're getting a lot of value for him. Uh, I think I sold him even lower in a different dynasty league. So I, I think he got some pretty good value out of that. Uh, then again, with Barkley over there, he'll he'll score heavily for uh, Stirk.
0: Yeah, so that's a really good piece for Stirk to use in his flex and his hope to retain his title. Looks like Lefty and Sterk Daddy also made a move. Lefty received... Oh, or is this old? Jarrett Patterson? Oh, yeah, that's old, right? Okay, so there's no other moves that... Oh, duh. I'm, I'm, on, uh, I'm filtering Sterk Daddy. I should probably do the whole league. Yep, that would help. Okay, yeah. here's another move. So you and Will made a move, and you received Taylor Heineke and sent away O.J. Howard and a fourth, and there's, it's, I love the, my favorite reaction on Sleeper is, like, the confused phase, uh, but I think, like, four or five people did that to that trade. What were your thoughts going into that move?
1: As of right, at the time, I had my backup QBs and, uh, come on guy, 3.46 and Taysom Hill, <laughs> and I knew if anything happened to Kyler, I was fucked, because Taysom gets if he scores a touchdown, that's bonus. So maybe he gets like six a game. Getting that from the quarterback spot would have destroyed my season. Um, so I thought I would get a backup QB and I didn't want to pay a price for a premium guy because he's going to be behind Kyler for as long as Kyler's good. Uh, so I went and I was talking with Will and we had a couple different trades back and forth and we found this one to work. I mean, OJ Howard, I drafted him. 504 in the startup draft 3 years ago at the wow. time he was I, I looked back and I saw that at the time he was a top 15 tight end and he was really really young so I can understand the thought process behind that then he would <laughs> proceeded to have a 30th 30, 30 overall tight end and then he towards Achilles in the next two years so not a great pick in hindsight but yeah I gave up on OJ Howard and I had to trade your fourth which the with, you got a lot of value with all your deals, but your team this year is not going to look great. So I did not like having to give away value for a waiver claim, but at the same time, I needed a backup QB. Sure.
0: Now I. What? What did you think? Well, yeah, I mean it was a good move because you didn't—you literally don't have a backup, right? And you just need someone to get by, and he was probably the cheapest option, even though we'll pick them up from the waivers. Uh, I'm sure you didn't want to play, pay a top-end price knowing that you already have a top-end quarterback.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I did not want to pay the top-end price. But, man, we'll use 25 bucks to get a fourth-rounder and O.J. Howard. Pretty good uh, strategies right there.
0: Now, I think we both feel comfortable talking about a trade that I offered you uh, in the middle, I don't know if it was the middle or over the weekend, uh, it was not accepted, nor did we really discuss it. But I just wanted to kind of bring it up because I know I sent you a text about it. Um, So I sent you an offer of Tyson Williams for, uh, what was it 2023 first? Yep. Yeah, and coming off of that, Tyson Williams had an average uh, yards per carry of six. And that was insane. That was easily the top in the league uh, for qualifying individuals now, and then he puts up an entire, uh, he puts up a dumpster fire game. So I was like, okay, now it makes sense that he doesn't accept it. Did you actually consider taking that deal?
1: I considered it, but I thought it was a little too pro- steep a price to pay for an unproven guy yet, sure. especially with JK Dobbins coming back next year mm-hmm. and most likely resuming his role as the top back um i considered it but i'm just like i don't think i want to do that but then his dumpster fire game completely solidified that uh as a no in my mind
0: i'm gonna ride him out this week and see if that was just a one-week anomaly or what but so we'll see if if he uh if he actually proves to be somewhat decent maybe i can trade him for someone that's competing
1: yeah maybe i think for in my case i think a first was a little too high for my liking I don't think I actually own a second-round pick for a while, so I understand why you had to make that yeah. offer if you did. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so now if we look at the waivers, just going through here, some of the players, it looks like D-Slack, he picked up Royce Freeman for $16. Does that seem a little steep, or do you think he did it just because he has McCaffrey?
1: I think he did it because of McCaffrey. It seems a little steep, but we also have – a lot of the teams in our league right now have like over two hundred dollars in fab, so at this point it's it's not too much of a an yeah. offer in there
0: Now Lefty picked up Brandon Bolden for ten dollars, and I actually like this move just because James White is now out for the year, and Brandon Bolden seemed to get a decent amount of the work when james uh James White went down and we know lefty he uh he likes those scat backs in terms of right now who he's trying to trot out there for running backs.
1: Yes, he does. Uh, I thought this was a pretty good depth piece for him to grab. Um, And then Will went and spent $20 on a combined two different defenders. uh, Jadavion Clowney coming off his monster game. And Logan Wilson, the middle linebacker for the Bengals.
0: Yeah, who had a really good game last night. Yeah, I think he had 11
1: points. All right. Well, yeah, he he wanted to store up some of those IDP spots on his squad. But then... uh, since we didn't talk about it, I think the week before, Randy spent $18 on Freddie Swain. I had to look up who Freddie Swain was. <laughs> Did you know him?
0: All I knew was he's on the Seahawks. So I guess the only reason he may have done it is just because he has Wilson. Are you sure he's a rookie I, this
1: year? I, I don't know. He's a oh. He's a wide receiver. That's, I, I looked him up. But he's a wide receiver and he's gotten a couple points every week, just small, small times. Maybe it's because he has some injuries, but I, I just, when he spent $18 on a guy that I never heard of, I was a little confused about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then D. he went and put $14 in Rashad Higgins. Not a bad pickup with uh, the Brown's wide receiver mm-hmm. injuries. Um, Lefty dropped $7 on Braxton Berrios and Will dropped 8 on Jocks Patrick because you need to pretty much have every single 49ers running back ever because the sixth stringer will have a great game out of yeah. nowhere.
0: Like Kyle, you check. Yes. All right. And that'll be his
1: one game of the year.
0: <laughs> now, I said that we're going to return cookies next week, but why not just do it now? So we bring to you the Cookie Monster.
1: Cookie um, Nom 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 nom, oh, nom nom
0: nom 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 All right, take it away. Let's hear what you got for cookies.
1: Alright, what what you didn't see was me uh jumping around the room being very excited for the cookie monster noise to return. All right. You may or may
0: not have been jumping around naked.
1: Well, we don't want to go into specifics of how I was jumping around. You um, may have done a backflip. I might have. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So week two, uh, Tom Brady had 39.64 for Will to get the cookie. Uh, and week two as well, Derrick Henry went off at, with 47.7 for a little slabs. That was top score of the season by far right now. Uh, although Josh Allen this week came close. Uh, Aaron Jones at 41 and for Jake, another monster game uh, on Monday night against the Lions. Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford's morning breakfast buddy, 36.8 for Andy. Uh, then Andy swept the wide receiver spots that week with Tyler Lockett with 31.8. At tight end, your old friend, Travis Kels, 24.9 with Danny. Uh, in the flex spots, Terry McLaurin had 28.7 for Little Slads and Christian McCaffrey had 24.7 for Danny.
0: In his Daniel goodbye Carl- game.
1: In his goodbye game, yes. Daniel Carlson had 17 as kicking spot for Randy, which was a great score. Uh, then, for lefty, Daniil Hunter had 22.5. Roquan Smith had 29 for Danny. That. <laughs> That uh, pick six TD there uh, helps out quite a bit. And Tyran Matthew, two picks, including a touchdown, 34 for Danny. At the final IDP flex spot, I, I got my guy Bobby Wagner up there with 24 and a half. These IDP monster performances are going to make this score a little tough to, to get to in the future weeks. Our final cookie score was a 402.74.
0: Now, before you go into week three, I got a quick question. How do you feel about the IDP scoring now that the change has been evident?
1: I think it's awesome. Uh, I like having uh, defenders rewarded for some monster games. And Roquan and Tyron Matthew, they both had touchdowns. They both had multiple big plays. They should get scores like that. I like that a lot.
0: All right, let's hear about week three.
1: Sounds good. All right, so the second highest cookie score of the year, Josh Allen for Sterk, 45.22 in week three. Then the rest of the cookie performances, were there were solid cookies, but a lot of them were not anywhere close to what week two was. <laughs> Najee Harris for Spaceballs, top running back with 29.2 points. Kareem Hunt was started by Lefty, 27 and a half. Mike Williams, the top receiver this past week for Stirk, at 33.2. My fucking boy. Wasn't he wasn't he flower pot for Jake last year? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or was he Devin,
0: or wait wait wait. wait. Wasn't it or was he Garden Gnome or something like that? He was
1: Garden Gnome, I think.
0: One of the two, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Uh, Devontae Adams was his first cookie of the year for me at 31.2. The monster performance against San Francisco. Uh, George Kittle, the top tight end of the week, with a pretty low score for a top tight end, 18.1 for Spaceballs. Um, Breakfast Buddy Cooper Cup made it two weeks in a row with a cookie for Andy at 30.2. Andy swept the second flex spot as well with Justin Jefferson at 26.8. Mason Crosby for lefty with that game-winning field goal had 17. That seems to be our top score for kickers so far. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had Miles Garrett, the top IDP defensive end or tackle uh, score so far because Randy benched Chandler Jones week one. were mm-hmm. are 32 and a half for Stirk. Hendricks <coughs> had 14 and a half for Ryan. Malcolm Jenkins had 25 for Andy. I had no idea he had that good of a performance until I saw the score. (laughs) And then Randy gets a cookie for having Darius Leonard with 13 and a half. This week three score was nowhere near week two's total. Uh, Week three score was 343.92, which puts it above week ones, but not by much. If we Uh, go to.
0: I have a quick question uh, for you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't guess within five, you have to send me Devonta Adams for a fourth. Do you have a guess of what Chandler Jones' week one fantasy points was?
1: Okay, first of all, I did not agree to what you just (laughs) said. Second of all... You
0: didn't interrupt me, so I think that's a verbal... Like, it's it's you giving me confirmation that you're going to (laughs) go.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, I think I'm going to guess 48. All right.
0: You're off by six. It's forty-two. So give me Devontae Adams.
1: No. Alright. <laughs> Yikes though. Alright, so for team totals so far, uh team Pelic is in the lead with six. Zirk has five. D Sladke has five. Lefty and myself have four. Uh Will has three. Jake, Spaceballs, and Little Sleds all have two. Ryan and Randy have one, and you are the only team that does not have.
0: Holy it. crap! I gotta hit the loser horn for that one. My <laughs> God, that is absolutely <laughs> preposterous.
1: I mean, if you still would, if you would have kept Kelsey... excuse for, me, two, sir, you would have been okay. I hope but, my horrible yeah, ugliness that's, that's won't a be a distraction to you. Not at all, boy!
0: Okay, so now <clears throat> where does that rank? Where do those two weeks rank if in the three weeks we've finished?
1: So week two uh, with that preposterous score 402.74 is going to be really tough to beat. Um, so that'll that's our top score. Um, week three is in second at 343.92. And week one was a tough week for fantasy, 336.46. Crazy. Uh,
0: If I look at the players tabs, it looks like there's only two players right now have multiple cookies. So Christian McCaffrey has two and then Cooper Cup with two. Everybody else that's on this list only has one.
1: Yep. And through three weeks, that's not too surprising yet. Uh, We'll see if the breakfast buddy can keep it going. Uh, but McCaffrey will be sitting for a little while.
0: So what I was thinking we could do just to kind of wrap up the show here is we're going to go back to week two. So we're going to go back to week two because we are not able to talk about it. Um, I just, t- I just toggled over to week two. It says best manager lefty. Yeah, let's go! Come on, come on. Who do you think you are? I am. So, Lefty (laughs) wins the best manager in week two and loses the matchup. (laughs) Yeah, That always makes me laugh when I do, like, best manager, worst manager, and then, like, it's, like, contradicting of what they actually did in the week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess you got to give Lefty credit for setting the best lineup that week, although he did lose to me by 11 in that matchup. Yeah.
0: So... I'm going to go through uh, each of these matchups and then uh, I'll let you go through week three and then kind of together we'll do week four preview and then get going. Does that sound like a plan?
1: I think so, Stan.
0: All right, so here we go. So in the first matchup, we had uh, All Elite Fantasy, who was 0 1, going up against Stirk Dad, or, uh, going up against Little Slads, I should say. Uh, who was 0-1 uh, after that preposterous week one scoring performance. Well, he turned right around and dropped 195 on me and beat me by 54 points. Looking at the matchups I had, Jalen Hurts had 21, Darnell Mooney with 12, De- DeAndre Hopkins with 15, A.J. Green 13, Tyson Williams 11, Noah Fan 13. Ugh, okay, fine. So Cortland Sutton, for him, had 24 points. He had 16 from Juju and 28.7 from Terry McLaurin. 47, as you previously mentioned, from Derek Henry. Um, And then Jared Goff had 22. So big win there for Little Slads to get him back on track. The next matchup, as you mentioned, was yourself versus Lefty, And you ended up walking away with the win to move to 2-0. 175.4 175.4 to 164.5, a nice 11-point victory for you. Starting at the top for yourself, you had Kyler Murray with 39, Daryl Henderson Darnell Anderson with 17, Devontae Adams at 20, uh, Brandon Cooks, wow, with 22.8. He's just so solid. doesn't even matter what team he's on, clearly. He's on the Texans and scoring that. Then Bobby Wagner, as you mentioned, with 24.5, and Devin Bush with a fat zero since he didn't play. Lefty, on the other hand, had Aaron Rodgers with 34.8 to get back on track after his come-on-guy 1.32 performance. He also had 19.9 from Gronk and then 18.5 from James White and 22.5 from Daniel Hunter. So, Lefty moved to 1-1 after that loss, and you moved to 2-0. Good God, I looked,
1: just looked at Lefty's Bent. No wonder he won Manager of the Week that week. Eight and a half, and Arnold. Everyone else had less than six.
0: So, moving on, then we had D. Slatke, who started off with a win over Will, 205.72, Unreal, to so 149.54. So, about a 50 point victory over Will. Um, so, D. Slatke moved to 2 and 0. And then Will move to 1-1. One and On Slack side, he had 30 from Mahomes, 24.7 from McCaffrey, 17 from Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Kels, 24, uh, 12 from Matt Prater, 34, as you mentioned, from Matthew, Tyron Matthew, 29 from Roquan Smith. <clears throat> On Will's side, he had 39.
1: Oh, forget about that fat zero.
0: Oh, yep, since I mentioned it for you, a zero inactive from Jayon Brown. for Will from Tom Brady, Powdered Parmesan something. Nice, Powdered Parmesan. I'm sure it's like fries or something. Uh, 16 for Chris Godwin, the seven-topping rock father. We had 20.6 from Italian Sausage motherload TJ Hawkinson. Uh, And then some other decent performances. So a nice win for D Lads. Moving on, we had Cascade Bear taking on Randy. Cascade Bear with a 20-point victory, 182.5 to 161.8. This moved Cascade Bear to 1-1, one and, one, and then Randy to 1-1 one one also. <clears throat> on Cascade's side, he had Aaron Jones with 41.5. He had 16 from Debo, 19.5 from Deontay Johnson. On Randy's side, he had 27.3 from from Cook. And 17.8 from Chubb. 18 from Julio Jones. 24.5 from Evans. And then 17, as you mentioned, from the kicker. Uh, So a nice win there for Cascade Bear. The next matchup was between Andy and Spaceballs. And this moved Spaceballs to 0-2. It moved Andy to 1-1 after Andy won by 37 points. 182.9 182.9 to 145.7. On Andy's side, she had 21 from Stafford. She had 36.8 from the Breakfast King uh, Cooper Cup, 31.8 from Tyler Lockett, and then 18 from Justin Jefferson. On baseball side, it's 17 from Zeke, 19 from Najee Harris, uh, and some other decent scores. But again, a nice win for Andy. The last matchup of the week, we had Prince Palmer versus Sturk Daddy. And Stirk Daddy nearly squeaked one out by 1.7 points. 150.3 to 148.6. This moves Sturk Daddy to 2-0, and, and then it moved Prince Palmer to 0-2. On Sturk's side, he had 20.6 from Josh Allen, 22.5 from Eckler. With 22 from Mike Williams, 12.5 from TJ Watt. On Ryan's side, he had 34.2 from Lamar Jackson against the Chiefs. Key Higgins had 18. DJ Moore had 21.9. But a nice win again for Sterk Daddy. So let's move on to Week 3, where Justin's going to take it away.
1: All right, we'll start with the Week 3 report. The top-scoring team, Sterk Daddy, with 225 points. Worst team, All-Elite Fantasy, with only 96. Uh, Jake wins manager of the week with 168 points out of 188. Ryan wins worst manager with 175 of 230. If Ryan starts different people, he would have won that matchup. That that sucks. We'll start of the first matchup. Uh, All Elite Fantasy, I already mentioned, with the week's slowest score at 96.5, loses by 75 to Will's team, Rocky Rococo's Pizza. Brings Will to 2-1 and and All-Eat Fantasy to 0-3, trying to go inch a little closer to that first overall pick. Um, For Will's side, with the victory, Justin Herbert had 38.5, James Robinson at 25.4, Chris Godwin at 19.6, DK Metcalf at 22.7, Adam Thielen had 17. For your side, there was not many scores to be proud of, but Jalen Hurts had 24.5, Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 16.9. And Chase Claypool had 18.6 in his debut for your team. Uh, we move on to the second matchup. It was my very close victory, which we talked about before with the Tony Pollard start, uh, to Spaceballs. Spaceballs, because his first win of the year, 157.6. To me, my first loss of the year, 153.6. So a four-point loss. Just <laughs> Kyler only had 18 and a half for me. Um, Devontae Adams got a cookie at 31.2. Lance Thomas. Oh, wow. Lance Thomas. Oh, boy. Logan Thomas um, had double-digit score for me. Brandon Cooks Mister consistency at 20.7. And Aaron Donald had 14. For Spaceballs, Major Asshole had 16 and a half. Uh, Bartholomew did not score over 10. Uh, King Rowland had 29.2. The Space Special at 12.2. Yogurt with Cookie with 18.1. Spaceball Trooper at 13.6. Spaceballs the Kicker with the gigantic 66-yard game-winning field goal on the doink uh, with 16. That moved both of us. Oh, sorry. That moved me to 2-1. to Spaceballs to 1-2. and two. Uh, We'll move on to the third matchup. Team Andy Pollack with a 191.1 victory over the last backflip who had 138.8. For lefty, Rogers had 23. Double check had 27.5. James White, or sorry, back double full, unfortunately, got hurt and is out for the rest of the year. Fly away twist didn't get over 10. Fly away had 17.8. Corkscrew got hurt and is now Doubtful for this game this week. Interesting.
0: Kick the moon. Wait, Corkscrew. Who's Corkscrew again? Gronk. Yeah, I heard he's not playing. That's oh. tough.
1: Yeah. Kick the moon um, with the cookie, with the game-winning field goal for the Packers at 17. Um, then, for Team Pollock, Matt Stafford, the breakfast buddy, 37 and a half. Uh, Melvin Gordon at 15.1. DeAndre Swift at 23.7. The other breakfast buddy, uh, Cooper Cup, with 30.6, otherwise known as Two Girls, One Cup, according to Andy's nicknames. Um, Rookie of the Year, Justin Jefferson, with 26.8 and the cookie. Bud Dupree did not play, or maybe he got hurt right away. I'm not sure. Um, and then Malcolm Jenkins at a cookie with 25. Uh, move on to the fourth matchup. The slad key ball, this is the one that we're all on the edge of our seats for the entire time. This was the matchup of the week. Little slads prevails, and with a two-game win streak, 125.38, to D slads, 123.3. Both of these teams are now two and one. That was a fantastic matchup. Patrick Mahomes was the top scorer for D Slads at 28.9. McCaffrey got hurt. Uh, Hunter Renfro at 18.7. Travis Kouse had 17.4. For Little Slads, Jared Goff didn't get over 10. Derek Henry at 19.4. Chris Carson at 16.2. Um... And then Khalil Mack had thirteen and Hassan Reddick had twelve. For the fifth matchup last week, both teams are now one and two. Prince Palmer with the victory, one seventy-five point oh eight versus Cascade Bear, 168.94. I think I might have said that wrong before, but yes, Ryan with his first win. Jake with a losing with his first no second loss. Uh for Jake Bricks had twenty-five point two four, gazebo has seventeen point four, giant sombrero and shades had seventeen point six, hummingbird feeder at fourteen, Keenan Allen Boo had nineteen, squirrel feeder at fifteen point nine. Please be healthy. Crack the double digits, as well as Henry Ruggs. and get your got your autographed jersey. Had eleven and a half as an IDP. For Ryan, I'm not going to go into all of the draft picks, nicknames that would take forever. Lamar had 21.2. Alvin Kamara at 20.8. Chase Edmonds at 14.5. Cole Beasley at 20.8. DJ Moore at 20.5. Jamar Chase at 23. And Eric Kendricks got a cookie at 14.5. Final matchup from last week... Uh, uh-huh. Kirk moves to 3-0 with a huge victory. The top score of the week, 225.32, over Randy by over 75 points. Randy has a two-game losing streak at 146.82. Randy had Russell Wilson with 18.6. Mike Evans at 18.6. Alexander Madison in the spot start at 23.1. Daniel Carson cracked double digits. Chandler Jones cracked double digits. Darius Leonard got a cookie at thirteen and a half, and Jordan Poyer had eleven and a half. <coughs> For Stirk, Josh Allen had forty-five point two two. Or sorry, the Bill Wrangler had forty-five point two two. X Factor had twenty-two point seven. Joe Mixon cracked double digits. Um, Waller, I barely know her. digits. Um. What was Mike Williams' nickname again? Garden Gnome. 33.2 with a cookie. Saquon at 21.4. Miles, just Miles. Hit 32.5 with that monster game. And that wrapped up our week three matchups last week. So we'll have some good ones coming up for you this week.
0: That we will. Let's take a look at week four. We'll kind of just go through each of the matchups here and, uh, I'll announce what they are, and we'll just kind of see what the projections say, and then if we have any side notes, we can put them in there, and we'll wrap this thing up. So, the first matchup is between me, All Elite Fantasy, who is 0-3, and Spaceballs, the FFT, who is and 1-2. So, if you look at it records-wise, this is the worst matchup of the week. Now, Spaceballs is already up to a 26-point victory or a 26-point lead, I should say, with 20 from Tyler Boyd and 5 from Marvin Jones Jr. The projections currently say I'm going to lose by 12. And if that were the case, I would move to 0-4, and, and Spaceballs would move to five hundred two and 2 Let's hear another matchup that you got.
1: The matchup that I got? All right. So my matchup this week will move where it'll be Randy versus myself. I am currently projected to beat Randy by six, but I have a couple questionable running backs in there and we'll see if they end up playing. Um, This potentially could put Randy on a three game losing streak and potentially put me at three and one and we're complete opposite ends of the spectrum. I am not sure about that. Um, We'll see if my guys end up playing Randy's Matt. Uh, team is pretty powerful so we got russell wilson miles sanders nick chubb odell beckham mike evans delvin and aj brown sorry antonio brown uh for his squad for my squad i'm gonna have kyler jonathan taylor and darnell anderson hopefully play uh best receiver in the league um and amari cooper We'll see about my flex spots. I'm not sold on the second one, but Brandon Cooks is playing no matter what. And as long as you got rec specs on your team, you know you have a chance. I got a
0: question for you. If Darnell Anderson doesn't play, who's the next man up for you?
1: Oh, boy. Don't get in there. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, Trey Sermon? Okay. I mean, he's at least solid. The rest of my options are not. So. Uh, I guess a
0: positive for this matchup, though, is I'm sure you saw the news today, but both Titans wide receivers, who Randy has both, are out in Julio Jones and AJ Brown.
1: I did not see that. That's a that's a rough one for his squad.
0: And then also, Dalvin Cook is still questionable, but it sounds like he's going to play. We'll have to see what ends up happening with that. But out. Well, he's still- Madison, too, so... Yeah. A 1-3 start would be horrific for Andy. It would
1: be.
0: Now, the next matchup I just kind of want to briefly touch on is Andy versus Prince Palmer. And Andy is currently projected to win by three points. She's down right now 13.7-0 because Jamar Chase scored that amount. But she's still got Cooper Cupman and he is a beast. Melvin Gordon and DeAndre Swift are the running backs for Andy on Prince Palmer's side. It's Kamara and Edmonds. Then he's starting the anti-vax king, Cole Beasley, with Jamar Chase. Let's we'll see how that happens. Uh, he's flexing right now Kenyon Drake uh, just due to Josh Jacobs being banged up, I would assume. So we'll have to see if he actually goes forward with the Kenyon Drake news because if Josh Jacobs plays... I don't know if that's the move that he's going to make. We'll have to see what ends up happening. He did have T. Higgins go out, though. So this will be a really interesting matchup to see how it, ha- it works. I love the stack that Andy has with Stafford and Cup.
1: The breakfast buddies.
0: Yes. So if the results held, Andy would move to 3-1 and one and Prince Palmer to 2-2. Two and two. No, sorry, 1-3. and three. Um, We got three more matchups to get through here. The next one I wanted to look at was Cascade Bear against Will. And this week, the projections are showing a four-and-a-half-point victory for Will. Will already has 32 points to play around with because he has 20.5 from James Robinson, and then he scored 11-and-a-half from Logan Wilson, his recent pickup. So that's a nice add for him. You If Look at Will. He's got great wide receivers in DK and Godwin, his running backs, our James Robinson and, where he played, and David Montgomery. He's going with Tom Brady in the revenge game against the Patriots on Sunday. I have a feeling he's just going to go off. Do you agree? Or do you think he's going to have a kind of struggle, just casual game?
1: Well, I, I think he's going off for sure.
0: Especially the being in New England too. Now, if you look at the other side with Cascade Bear, he's currently starting Derek Carr. He is starting... Gibson, and Jones. Gibson is banged up right now. Wide receivers, he currently has a Ridley and Keenan Allen. And his flexes right now are Jacoby Myers and Debo Samuel. Man, I've not heard from young Waiku in a while. Is he still playing? Yeah, he's kicking for the Falcons, right?
1: Yeah, he's still on the Falcons. He's, he's still a kicker. He's just not the fantasy kicker relevance that he was last year Yeah, right now.
0: So if the results held, Will would be three and one, and Cascade Bear, wow, would be one and three after a title bout. Next matchup is Little Slads versus Stirk Daddy. Little Slads two and one, and Stirk is three and zero. Right now the results say that Stirk Daddy is going to win, or the projections two hundred point eight to one sixty four point five. That would be an absolute cheat clap. Right now Stirk already has thirteen and a half from Joe Mixon did get banged up at the end of the game. Uh, Lil Slads, I don't know if you saw this, is currently starting Jacoby Brissett. Oh, my. But if you look at his bench, he's got Jared Goff, and that's it. So it's one of the two.
1: I suppose, yeah.
0: I feel like Derrick Henry is going to go off for him, though, against the Jets with with these pass catchers going down for the Titans. Uh, He's currently got Derrick Henry and Chris Carson. Wideouts, he's got McLaurin and Juju. He's playing Jared Cook at tight end. And then his flexes right now are Josh Jacobs, who's questionable, and Cortland Sutton. Spaceballs just looks like an overpowering team when you look at it, with Tyreek and Woods, who has had a really bad year. Darren Waller, Mike Williams and Saquon, uh, and then also Austin Eckler and Josh Allen. If the results held, Stark would move to 4-0 and Little Slads to 2-2. and the final matchup of the week is lefty versus D Slads. Lefty is currently one and two, and D Slads is two and one. Currently, projections are project are projecting D Slads to win one sixty nine point six to one forty one point eight. So that would be about a twenty eight point victory for D Slads. You move the three and one. If you look at the rosters right now, D Slacky is in some trouble because. If you look at his team right now. He is just banged up. At he lost Jarvis Landry. He lost McCaffrey. It's just not looking good at all. His running backs are currently Mike Davis and James Connor. What do you well, think of those a two? Bit
1: of a yikes! Is, yikes! Is for sure.
0: But I'm sure you'd take either one.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not denying that, but I don't think either of them are RB one or RB two. These those are like. Desperate flex plays Hmm. at this point.
0: So right now, DeSlecky has Mahomes. His wideouts are Renfro and Diggs. His tight end is Kelsey. And then flexes are Robbie Anderson and Devontae Smith. God, for him being a contender, that is a scary lineup. Not, like, good. Like, a lot of those guys are not consistent.
1: The the Chiefs stack helps him out quite a bit that he received from you. But he paid a hefty pressure to get that.
0: Wouldn't it be something if D-Slats missed the playoffs and I get his first?
1: Jeez, he'd be set up pretty nicely. And or Randy. Yeah.
0: Lefty is currently starting Rodgers with his running backs being Kareem Hunt and Kenneth Gainwell. Wideouts he's got C.D. Lamb and Jalen Waddell. He currently has Gronk, who is doubtful at his tight end, and then flexes are Ronald Jones and Will Fuller. So we'll have to see how this matchup goes. But if results held, Lefty would be 1-3 and three, and D Slabs would be 3-1. and one. Any thoughts or at all about this upcoming week?
1: Uh, should be a, a pretty good um, weekend of late games. But the uh, earlier schedule should probably be some routes. Looking forward to a full week in NFL football.
0: How do you feel about your team right now and the current breakdown of it? Are you shooting for the playoffs or hoping for it?
1: Uh, coming into the year, I wasn't really sure where I'd be. I thought I was going to be like a middling team. And with a with a hot start, um, yeah, I'm going for it. Uh, I don't have too many draft picks to try to go screwed up too far for. But if I get one injury to my running backs, so I'm pretty much screwed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I need to stay healthy. Uh, I'm kind of towing the line right now to try <clears throat> to figure out where I'm
0: yeah, especially if you keep winning and you get an injury you're definitely gonna to have to probably pay up to get a running back from someone that's not that's not necessarily contending for the season I feel like
1: probably uh, I already pay I already had to pay up a little bit to get a backup QB so I, I would prefer not to go down that path if I don't have to
0: that's for sure well thanks for joining us on this episode of for the Throne dynasty podcast. We are going to be coming hopefully back next week and then continue to go on this process with me coaching. And I know you're about to start coaching. We just got to find a time to get together and talk about our league, but it was fun talking about it. And any last thoughts?
1: Let's go. Let's do it.
0: Why not? All right. Thanks for joining (laughs) us on this episode of For the Throne Dynasty Podcast.